Hi, right, my friends. Welcome to today's episode of Forte Catholic. I'm so glad that you're here with us today. I had a great plan for today's episode. We were going to talk about things like God's humility, especially with the creation story and a new way I looked at the creation story that really broke my brain when it came to my own humility or lack thereof. Uh, we talk about the worst 10 podcasts that we've ever done in our entire run. Uh, and then we have some some thoughts from um, our friends over at the Way of the Heart podcast, one of the other podcasts that I edit for Catholic guys, so especially Catholic men or ladies if there's a Catholic man in your life. It's a great podcast called Way of the Heart. Uh, some thoughts about St. Joseph and about how uh, we are all uh, honestly ill-equipped and inadequate for the roles that God calls us to, but he still wants to work through us. That's what I plan to talk about. And then Allison got here. We decided to talk about cupcakes and leprechauns and... Uh, uh, movies she's never heard of, and we argued for a while. So we did all of those things. We did her version of the show and my version of the show all in one. We hope that you enjoyed. If you do, please hit subscribe wherever you're listening, or if you're watching over on youtube.com slash for the Catholic, hit that subscribe button, hit the like button, leave a review, all those nice, kind things that every podcaster asks you for and you don't do because you're a bad person. It's the celebration of Easter. We, we should celebrate the resurrection by being nice to your podcast that you listen to. Enjoy today's show. Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll. That is Allison Bonquiqui Sullivan. Oh, what? Where did that one come from? We we found one I liked. Of course, you're not going to use it. I of can't tell not. you that. I know. Uh, so I watched. I thought about you when did you? I'm sure you did. <laughs> I'm almost positive of the answer. Have, have, I'm going to ask an easier question. I'm not going <laughs> to ask if you watched. I'm going to ask: Have you even heard of the existence of a movie called Banshees of Inisherin? Yes. Have you watched it? No, yeah. but why do I know it? it was, is it, it recent was up, and it was up for Oscar? It was up for an Oscars and it came out pretty late. Is it a war movie? No. Uh, uh, it is going on during the Irish Civil War, or the one of the Irish Civil Wars. <laughs> um, so war is like, it's legitimately they're on an island and off of okay. Ireland. Now, why are you so certain that I haven't seen that? Because it's like a genre film and I feel like you'd fall asleep like 12 minutes in. Okay. I feel like what kind? I feel like your movies are like cupcake movies. <laughs> I feel like those are the movies you like. That is the worst. <laughs> you could not say anything more hurtful to me. What, that. What's the last like serious gonna win an Oscar movie that you've seen? I don't know. You can't put me on the spot like <laughs> your that. Face. But hold on. Do you want to know one of my favorite things I've ever watched is Band of Brothers? Does that change your opinion at all? Uh, no, because that's the last thing that you watched. No, it's like not. <laughs> but like, I love a good war movie. So I don't know. I don't know much about banshees, um, except that I'm raising five of them. Right, but right, like, right. <laughs> but um, no, what? So you think I like bubblegum movie or what was it? Cupcake? Cupcake movies. <sighs> eat popcorn. Let's have a let's have a good little time, and and I hope the kids. No, enjoy I want to cry. Actually. You can I, do that in <laughs> Pixar movies. No, it's a different kind of cry. Did you say Pixar? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And we bond over TV all the time, Taylor. It, we bond over the cupcake stuff. I watch some serious stuff too. Oh. There's this whole other side of me that you, you don't, don't know. think the morning show is serious? 
the, okay, the morning show. Uh, the morning show might be, but now we're getting closer. You went from Band of Brothers to the morning show, which is like Prestige TV on Apple TV. Uh-huh. Uh, th- is that the last serious one? That that was up for um, what is it? Emmys for the for TV? No. Okay, you want to know what I'm watching right now? Is The Wire? I'm rewatching okay, it. Okay. 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 I good. love The Wire. Um, it's like I mean, it's a cult. Like classic. I mean, you know, people. Oh, it's not a cult classic is well, one of the most like, popular TV shows of all time. I, but it wasn't when it came out, and so um, it like people are using it to teach. And I mean, I just I love, love, love it. And so Seth never watched it, never finished it with me when I watched it originally. And so now that he's seen the acclaim, he's like, okay. But I watched it when it wasn't necessarily cool to watch it. Mm. Um, so I guess that to answer your question, that's the last thing that I've really like. Okay, I. I didn't see as a wire person. That Banner Brothers didn't change my mind because you probably watched that twenty years ago. It's an old show. Yeah, it's really the, old. The Wire. Well, I was just going with the war theme. Like, I love a good war movie. I really do. Banshees isn't a war movie. But okay, okay. <laughs> but fair. fair. The, I love that you're gonna. <laughs> the only reason I brought it up, <laughs> it wasn't to get in a fight, which is very funny. <laughs> the whole well. the whole reason I brought it up was because uh, the main character's last name is Sullivan. Oh. But it's spelled with like 98 letters. <laughs> oh, uh-huh, <laughs> so uh-huh. I was like, oh, this is where like your people, your husband's people, whatever, uh, come from. Uh-huh. Over, which I never really thought of Sullivan as a Irish. Irish. I didn't really know what it was. Uh-huh. I mean, now that I watched the movie, I was like, your husband does look like a leprechaun. So I guess it does oh make gosh. sense. <laughs> fighting, fighting. I hope you can run fast, Taylor. If he catches you, I can I can just hold his forehead <laughs> while he's slinging. Oh my at me. god! <laughs> you don't even know. He broke the punching thing. He broke the the like it went and like exploded. I like how the longer you went your... with your explanation, the l- more confused we were. <laughs> oh, oh, the punching thing. The punching thing, and it went. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I, they know. They all know. They're with me. They're not. <laughs> They're like, get a head start, Taylor. He's coming. Um, okay, but well, so Sullivan, yes. Sullivan. Sullivan. So that reminds me of Sully Van. We named our van the oh. Sully Van. Mm-hmm. And you suggested, it's like this big white whale of a van. And you suggested that it needs like tattoos, like mm-hmm. a f- big flame on the side the of it. white whale. Yeah. It needs like magnetic, like, you yeah. know, toughness. Flames. Yeah. Flames. Flames, Flames are good. Uh, I've seen how you drive. <laughs> Like a criminal? Yeah. <laughs> Smooth criminal. Uh, okay. We want to talk to you. want to start the show now? Yeah, I don't know. What's <laughs> that up? Was, that what was you got? What do I, I don't know what I have. So, uh, <laughs> Sullivan. <laughs> Sullivan. Uh, I was, there's a story in scripture, and this happens a lot with me, because like people that listen to the show or have heard me give a talk, like know that I read scripture differently than most human beings. Okay. Um, so typically I'll hear a story and it's like, I think about it a little differently than most people have, like including theologians, like, uh-huh. and that's not the good, that's not the good part. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I can bring some new light into some sort of scripture thing. Okay. Um, some people have said that I have ruined entire passages for this. Sure. Um, but there is, it doesn't often happen with passages I have heard a lot. Okay. Uh, but it's happened with a passage that I and you and everybody listening has heard quite a bit. Okay. So the story of creation. Yes. There's two of them. Two stories of creation. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know this? I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a I'm I'm glad you're Catholic now because it's one of the it's one of the hardest things about being Protestant, I think. Okay. Is uh you're like we take everything in the Bible literally. 
Yeah. And then chapter one, they're like, here's how God created the uh the earth. Mm -hmm. And then chapter two, it just starts all over. (laughs) Here's how God created the earth. It's like, Uh how can you take it literally? Yeah, right. It's right right there in the first two chapters, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, So I'm glad you're here with us now. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Uh, But what? Took a while. Oh, it did take a while. Um, That was such a throwaway line. I just thought it was a diss against me. I will call out that insult <laughs> and change my mind yeah. that it was not, in fact, an insult. I'm not always after you, Taylor. Shut up, cupcake I am, boy. <laughs> I, d- I am ready for you, though, to ruin some scripture for me. Okay. So, like, so um, in, in the beginning, God created, I'm going to get the days wrong, but it's like okay. one day he creates the, uh-huh, uh-huh. the moon and the stars and the sun. Uh-huh. And he says that it is good, right? And then he creates the the earth and the planets. And the next day he creates all the animals under the sea and all the yeah. animals over the sea and all the animals on the land. And he says, it's good. And then he creates, you know, uh, I don't know, farming. And he says, it's good. That it's all good. There, but it is, it's, 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 it's good. good, right? It's good. It's all good. And then finally, at the pinnacle of creation, yeah. he creates man and woman. Yeah. And he says, it's very good. It's very, very good. good. It's very good. Uh, I was crushed listening to the story the other day. Listening to the creation story? Listen to the creation story. That it's good. That it's... You don't like good. No. You want it to be... Completely breaks my... Like, I... Over the years, I have tried to become more humble. Okay. And I have to pat myself on the back and say I've been doing pretty good. (laughs) I've been trying... And that's what you have co-hosts for. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I've been trying to be a little bit better about it. But then the bar moved when I read this story. So the bar was, you're prideful. Let's get to not prideful. Okay. Like, or a little less prideful and then not prideful. But it's like, I don't know if I'm ever going to get to humble. Yeah, I might, okay. I might meet in the middle, right? A lesser degree of bad. <laughs> right, yeah. Humble's over here. Prideful's <laughs> over here. If I can just move a little bit closer to the center, I feel like I'm doing good. Okay. But the center was the goal for me for a long time. Uh-huh. Not like, I'm never going to be Mother Teresa. I'm never yeah. going to be able to pray the litany of humility. It's like, I want other people to have a better life than me. I'm like, I don't, though. I yeah. really don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't like them. I like me. I, I want think, my life to be good. Does it matter that I think the desire to be good is good? I think so, too. Okay. Uh, because it's all I have. <laughs> it counts. It counts for something. But this story that I've heard probably hundreds of times. Yeah. Like, it broke me because God, uh, okay. even God looked at his yeah. work uh-huh. and he did something literally no one had ever done before. Yeah. And he said, let there be light. And boom. He's so like, it was. And he was like, eh, it's, it's good. good. It's good. <laughs> and then he separated that light from the moonlight and created an earth and all the galaxies. He's like, eh, it's okay, good. Okay. Now, the Bible is full of understatements. Like we know this. I mean, Jesus fasted for 40 days and he was hungry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so is this perhaps a tool in some way? I am. Like, why? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> why does the Bible use understatements? And furthermore, does it use overstatements also? Are there overstatements in the Bible? If there are understatements, are there overstatements? I think this might require a knowledge of Greek. You know how... <laughs> um, When in Greek, when they want to um, emphasize something, they say it like more than once. And so they don't use bold and italics. Yeah, right. Or like (laughs) all caps, underline, (laughs) highlight. Um, But if you say that something is um, 
like strict orders or something like that, or like um, joy, overjoyed joy or something. There's a way to like say something twice. They sound like Stephen A. Smith. (laughs) Rejoice. (laughs) And I must say it again. Rejoice. (laughs) That's good. good. Thank you. Anyway. Very gravelly Stephen A. Smith for no reason. (laughs) I'm just wondering if we could like take text down to like what happens when we know it's original translation what happens there i don't know i don't know the answer to that so i don't either it, it, it broke me because i'm like here i am yeah. you know we're, we're all you know, co-creators with god so when we create a podcast when we create a person when we create yeah. uh, our, our work when we create yeah uh, a spreadsheet when we create whatever we're like i don't often look at I look at my work. I'm never like, it was good. It's either that's pretty freaking awesome mm-hmm. or that's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't often look at my work and be like, eh, yeah, it's good. It's good. I'm like, that was the best show we've done or the worst show we've done, which is yeah. a little teaser for something later. We're going to bring out some of our worst shows. Oh, gosh. Here oh, gosh. Um, I don't want to know. <laughs> you weren't around. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! This is something I really want to know. Yeah. You changed it all. Not everything changed since you showed up. Um, uh, I, I will say though, in the first ten episodes, as my guest, there were two Sullivans. One was you, the other was oh, the right, doctor. yes, yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. That's true. Um, it's way back. But it, it, I don't, I didn't understand it. I don't understand why he was like. Or the scriptures weren't like, and then he's breathed out stars. Yeah. And it was the most incredible thing ever. And so awesome. They're like, yeah, it was good. It was so muted and it bothered me. And even when it's like, we're, we're the pinnacle of creation, Adam and Eve. He's like, and it was very good. Yeah. Which is like kind of what you're saying. It's like, there's a yeah, qualifier I just to wonder. it. But it's like, it's like, I feel like it should be very incredibly awesome to God almighty with all of wisdom and power belonging to him. Like, I feel like it should be, a bigger deal and it's just like yeah, it was good so i wonder if so i lived in japan for three years and i was a part of just military subculture in japan although i did live out in town and made japanese friends with neighbors and such there was i did not however learn japanese people ask me that all the time if you were there for three years did you learn japanese no, I did not. I knew phrases to get Picture by. Picture you trying. It's one of the funniest well, mental images it, there's a lot of charades <laughs> there. Yes, and a lot of them. A lot of the Japanese speak English pretty well. So the answer is no, because I didn't think that I was going to come back and use it here. Was that a waste? Of, was that misguided? Was that a waste of time? I I don't know. I I've never regretted not knowing Japanese. Yeah, so However, when would you use it? <laughs> yeah, here's the point. My point is that there were a lot of things that did not translate very well. And even with like, um, say Japanese poetry or we, like we traveled to China. I was just talking to Meg Hunter Kilmer about this. She was talking about Chinese poetry. It just doesn't translate. And so I just wonder, because I do, I spend a lot of time thinking about how in love God is with his creation as a motivation for me to also take care of God's creation, whether that's, um, you know, environment, world, creatures, people. Um, and so I I meditate a lot on God's love for his creation. And so it is, um, there's a good, like, disconcerting. It Like, it does. It makes you, like, 
pause the understatedness of that. And pause. so it makes me want to get to <laughs> it makes me want to get to that original like text yeah. and understand it better. I feel now like, I, I didn't care before. I feel like if, if, if it was a better uh, Hebrew verb. It would have been translated correctly by now. They've had two thousand. No, they've had four thousand yeah. years to translate yeah. those. Uh, whatever, three and a half. Whatever. Uh, but yeah, it just really kind of struck me where I'm just like, why is it just good? And I don't know if it made me feel better or worse. I think initially it made me feel worse because I'm like, well, if he can only create good things, then this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I have to say, I'm a little bit with God in my goodness. <laughs> Wow. I just, wow. Take that statement. You just <laughs> chew on that for a while. Um, I am a little bit with God and his goodness. Not one to liken himself. No, yeah. uh, but I do not look at a finished product. I look at a finished product and go, that was, that was good. It, that was, I do not, I am very rarely like, that was amazing. I always see a lot of room for improvement. I don't think that's true. How's that? Because you record your podcast here, and there's plenty of times where you walk away, you're like, "That was awesome," or "That was really um, or incredible." It, you don't yeah. walk, you don't walk away often being like, "That was good." It is usually because there was a con- um, like a connection with me and a guest that I hope translates to a third party, mm-hmm. um, and so there was like there was a vibe, there was a chemistry, the Holy Spirit was moving in a conversation. Um, when it comes to the whole finished product, there are always things that I wish I would have either tightened up or that I thought of later that would have been perfect. So it was perfect till I edited it and then it was no longer no. perfect. That's what I'm hearing. No. <laughs> you make everything better, Taylor. I'm telling you, in my closet with my iPhone without you. Um, but yeah, there's that's usually about a, um, I hate to say a vibe because that's like so, just kind of seems to cheapen something the way that we're talking about. You were like, about. I'm perfectly with God in all things. Also, the Holy Spirit is a vibe. That all happened. Holy Spirit's a vibe, Dan. Yeah, that did seconds. just happen. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but you don't ever know. And I feel like that's part of our job as podcasters is to take a two-way conversation and make it three-dimensional, like letting have people uh letting people have accessibility to whatever it is that's going on here and i don't know that it always translates you know and so you hope for that um but you're right like sometimes we I, we will kind of fist bump after something and be like that was great yeah that's you know? awesome yeah um well in order my only solution for this yeah the only solution i can think of mm-hmm. is if i want to be more like god i have to make less great work and only make good work. Just good. Just good. You're lowering the bar. So I've lowered the bar. For a forte category. And in order to, you know how like, if you like overwork on one side, you have to like overwork on the other side. Okay. So like um, if, I, if I'm if i like only like doing bicep curls on my left arm one okay. day. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, I need to do the other arm the next day. Otherwise it's going to be all off. Sure. So on one side is my complete pride. And okay. arrogance. Uh-huh. On the other side is God making all of creation and only saying it was good. So, in, and I talked earlier about how I, I, my goal was always to get to neutral, the just morally neutral. I'm going to try to get to over humility today. Oh, we've done a lot of top ten lists mm, here on the show. Okay, it's been a while since we've done one. Okay, um, no, that's not true because we, um, we do yeah, one every did, year. The uh-huh. top ten, top ten episodes of every year. Yeah, uh, we used to do like top tens of like, oh, you know, our favorite things about Easter or whatever, and then that just took too much show prep, so I stopped doing it. Uh-huh. Uh, but I have come. I did some show prep for today. Okay. And I have the the top ten list. Okay. 
our worst shows ever. Of our top worst shows ever. Okay, so it's a bottom the, 10 list. What's the measuring stick? The measuring stick is strictly numbers. Just views. Downloads, or, views, all, all uh-huh. of it together. I have a spreadsheet that See, keeps all, track of all of do it. Do you care that, that all that indicates is a lack of interest? I don't know that it really says the show is bad. Because uh, it might be. I, you I might think, go by reviews here. I think all like, these shows were bad. <laughs> okay. But there, 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 is a, um, there, I, there was a wide variety of shows here. I think some of these were pretty bad. There's one common theme with all of these. Yeah. That I think makes them all pretty bad. Okay, hold on. Real quick, I just want to add one thing. I'm I'm interested and I want to do this. I would like to add that I think a better measuring stick of badness is once the episode is released and then the feedback you get, the hate mail you get. So if there's a way No, 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 no. no. I get more hate mail on our incredible episodes because that usually means See, I was super into it. That's how you define incredible. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Like this is such an interesting measuring stick. Like I would Yeah, okay. Go ahead. I get hate mail on the episodes that don't sound like everything else that people are listening to and they get all riled up about it. Mm-hmm. That's those are the episodes I love. Okay, well, you're, we're going lack of interest, which I don't. I think is different than badness. Go ahead. Okay. People did not click on this. That's what you're saying. People did not click on these episodes. Go. At number ten. Yeah. Was episode twenty three. Okay. And I'm surprised by that because th- there is one major theme. The uh, the secondary theme is that these were all very early. Yeah. I didn't have sure sure sure. I hadn't built an audience. So like the of course the the like they're all in the first fifty episodes, right? Yeah. But. Uh, going back to these was f- one funny. There's two reasons we're doing this. One <laughs> to help some humility for me. Two, uh, because I just started r- releasing. YouTube is doing this big thing where they are um, trying to make YouTube music like a Spotify or like an Apple Music or whatever. So now there's a, a YouTube music, and coming very soon is like they're going to have podcasts in YouTube music, which they've never had before. Mm-hmm. Um, so we started doing video episodes at yeah. like 100, number 169, I think was our first episode with video. Uh-huh. So there's 168 episodes that were just radio yeah. shows, podcasts, audio only, right? right. Uh, and I never really wanted to release those on YouTube because that's not what YouTube's for. Right. It's for videos with like moving people or whatever. Right? Yeah. But there's a lot of podcasts there's kind of mixed reviews uh, before this whole YouTube music thing yeah. on whether whether they should be on YouTube, whether the old episode should be on YouTube, yeah. right? Uh, but for a couple of reasons. One, because YouTube music is going to have a podcast thing where people can listen, like, because YouTube, you have to like have it open and watching the video, right? Yeah. But with YouTube music, it could be like Apple Podcasts sure. or Spotify. You can have it on the background driving or whatever, right. Right? right? So I'm like, okay, let's go back and put the, the 168 uh-huh. episodes yep. on. So I'm releasing like three or four a week. Gotcha. I a, see. It's a pretty easy project. I'm just putting up a stock image, yeah. a Fort Catholic, you know, logo yeah. or something yeah. and putting them. So I'm putting them up. So these have been kind of top of mind. And speaking of feedback, there have been some people who were like, we weren't here in 2016, seven years ago. Yeah. We weren't here. And they're like, it's interesting going back and hearing some of the first episodes it's like they've been on podcasts people could have listened to them yeah but it's like why, why would you right like but it's like this is a new thing people are kind of getting behind it there's, yeah. there's been some views on some of these first episodes which you were on one of the early ones you didn't make the cut congratulations <laughs> um but people are enjoying them but some of the feedback has been there's been one consistent theme okay and we'll get to that in a minute but number 20 uh, episode 23 is number 10 on the list okay 
one of probably my I think this moment, there's a moment on this episode that I think pushed me through for like the next two years of the podcast. So you've re-listened to these? No, no, no. no. Okay. I just went back and looked at like the notes. The notes. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's like they were already done. I'm doing some extra master, you know, remastering them or whatever. But it, it, yeah. it's taking me like eight minutes to put these up on YouTube. Okay. It's not, it's not that yeah. hard. Okay. But there was a moment, episode 23, that pushed me through like the next two years of podcast. Okay. You know who Tim Staples is? No. Okay, so I mean, it sounds familiar. I'm surprised because you'll tell me in a, a convert. He worked for he works for Catholic Answers. He's one of the biggest. Yeah, he's one of the most famous converts ever. Okay, he was yeah. like a, a, a Protestant pastor and has become like the number one like uh, yeah. uh, catechesis. Yeah. Um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Arguing about the faith. Apologetics. Apologetics. Like, yeah. like the number one apologetics guy. He called me bro on this episode. And I, I never thought Tim Staples would and come you're like, and I'm yeah. like, I like podcasting. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> right. this would have never happened in like a normal context. I just context, right? hit my yeah, I hit my stride. He called me bro. Uh, we talked about Mary and mercy. We talked about co- common objections to Marian doctrines, giving and receiving mercies to the prodigal son story. So it was very early. Okay, I was still kind of like a Catholic Answers type show. I was trying to be something very different, uh-huh. but I was still there was still some DNA that I that, that I had to shake off. Yeah. Yeah. The show is very different now. People, yeah. have, people that are going back and listening to yeah. episodes one through five are having a culture shock because the yeah. whole show, they're like, you were a good person back then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Number nine was episode 13 around Christmas time. We talked about Christmas memories. There was a new Star Wars movie at the time. Uh-huh. There had been a new Star Wars movie. And, and this was this was the begin. This was episode yeah. seven had just uh-huh. come out. So the beginning of like the new trilogy. We were excited at the time. We didn't know where it was going. So it is kind of funny thinking back, like, uh-huh. oh, I liked the Star Wars movie before all of my Star Wars fandom yeah. got crushed, you know, yeah. for a while. Yeah. Um, Brian Lennox is a friend of mine still. Uh, he was talking about working at his new parish, which isn't new anymore. <laughs> He's been there this whole time. The best part about this episode is at the, at the time, a lot of people don't know this. We were live on the radio, live here on Catholic yes. Radio. Yes. Uh, it was Tuesday nights from like seven to eight yeah. or six to seven or something uh-huh. like that. Uh. So, and there's buttons you have to push to yes. go live. Buttons you have to push to go to commercial. Buttons uh-huh. you have to push to, to come cough. back to life. Yeah, buttons you have to push to cough. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I wish I, I mine's right over there. I don't, I'm not using it today, even though I'm coughing a little bit. Um, for whatever reason. Yeah. We didn't push the button to like end the show. Uh-huh. So we were talking about, we had talked about Star Wars earlier. Yeah. We talked about his parish. He had been listening live on the radio before his segment. Okay. And then we talked about Princess Leia for like five minutes. Uh-huh. It went out live on the radio when we didn't think we were on the air. You know that this is my worst yeah. nightmare. <laughs> so some like, people were tuning in like Catholic news updates were can right I after. Can I tell you that if that would have happened to me on your show, I would have Gone to quit. your closet with your iPhone? <laughs> yeah, no, with nothing. With my dog scout and like... Oh my gosh. Yes, that's the worst. So that, that was a fun memory that I had forgotten happened. Um, number eight is episode 41. We had, oh, I think you might have been here for this one. I don't think you said anything, but you might have been there. Why? Uh, we had nine people in the studio post summer camp. No. You didn't have not kids there. at summer camp? No. Okay. I remember saw a lot. Of, there was a lot of parents because I, I led a summer camp and then I brought like yeah. the junior high kids and some yeah. of the high schoolers that were on camp. And we, yeah. we were in this like little closet. Speaking yeah. of closets, yeah. that's where we used to record. Yeah. And we had nine nine something people in there it was yeah, ridiculous the worst yeah nobody we, we played a that. game called taylor swift or lamentations you remember when we used to play oh, games like this yeah yeah that was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah it was like scripture or or uh, some famous person yeah, or whatever that's good that's good um 
episode or uh, number seven was episode thirty-two. We talked about David being a man after God's own heart. That's still the men's talk I give. This was mm. brand new back in yeah. 2017 or whatever. That has stood the test of time. It's, it's a good talk. It's a good talk. I'm giving it in like two weeks at a conference. Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, I also had somebody on the show that I w- will never interact with ever again. I'll let, let y'all figure that out. Okay. Uh, number six, episode 48. Uh, <laughs> 2016, November. Do you remember anything big in the world that oh. happened in November 2016? Yeah. Nobody wanted to hear your opinion on, on that? On Tuesday night. Oh, okay. I recorded this during election night. Yeah. I'm live on the radio. No one can care any less. Yeah, no. <laughs> because we're I'm having- I'm like eating my nails <laughs> exactly. off. Exactly. Yeah. And I, uh, so uh, the theme that I talked about was hope. So no matter, no matter what happens tonight, we're all going to have some hope. Yeah. And one of your very good friends was on the episode. Oh, okay. Are you allowed to tell me? Wait, is it say? you? Yeah, it's, wait, is it you or Liv? I think it's you. Matt Reggett's? That's your? Yes. That's your? Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. He was on the show talking about hope in hard times. And I love Matt. Yeah. But no one cared what we had to say. Because it was the 2016 no. they election. They were busy. They were busy fretting. <laughs> um, episode 16 is number five. We talked about Twitter. No one cares about Twitter. Uh, but we had one of. They might more now. I mean. Nobody I, cares. About nobody Twitter. cares. Uh, we had somebody on called Lex Lutheran. Do you know? Do you know what that's like a pun of? No. Lex Luthor, the bad guy in Superman. Oh, no, I don't care. Yeah, Lex, Lex Luthor. He's a Lutheran guy. We became friends on Twitter. Uh-huh. And he, he came on and we talked about Lutheranism and Catholicism. It was yeah. a really good conversation. I liked yeah. the guy a lot. So yeah. I, I liked the episode more than anybody else did. Okay. Number four. This is episode 38. We talked about freedom on July 4th. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, uh, we had the founder of Thirsting for Truth on to talk about tech, math, philosophy, and theology all mixing. Nobody connected with that one. No, no, <laughs> just you. Too many things to combine, <laughs> I think. Um, number three. Okay. Was, is is episode three. 12. Episode we t- 12. We, it was, we, we did Advent and Defeating Catholic Guilt, which oh. was one of my, at the time, like being like Catholic Guilt Must Die was like my number one yeah. like, theme. It was uh-huh, like a talk uh-huh. I was giving all the time. Yeah. And I haven't Joy, given it in like yeah. four years. Because uh-huh. I don't think Catholic Guilt is a big of a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Because I think now we've gone the opposite way where nobody mm. cares about their sin at all. <laughs> okay, yeah, interesting. So I stopped giving that talk. Yeah. You think that's true? Do you do you run into Catholic guilt a lot? That's just an assumption I've had. And I, I think it, it is. I think it is. I think it's true with my generation. Um, I don't talk to old people that often. Yeah, I know. You force yourself here on the show, which is kind of you, um, to give us the time of day. Um, I But I do, yeah. I, I think it's uh, more like cultural than it is like topical or like subject you know like um i I think it's just like in there it's dna man this is like yeah i got i got i got i got catholic guilt got catholic guilt inside my dna yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, there you go uh maybe if i would have did that it would have been a more popular episode (laughs) uh i'm surprised that wasn't yeah i am too because you have a younger audience though so right i mean not at the time. I was on Catholic radio. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> number two. Uh-huh. The number two least popular episode we've ever created is episode 30. We had the Catholic drinky on. You know what a foodie is, right? Oh, sure. What's a foodie? Yeah, somebody that's bougie about their food. Somebody yeah. that's really... So we had the Catholic drinky on. Yeah. Well, I like her a lot. She's great. Yeah. Um, we also did a Bible trivia game. No one cared. <laughs> yeah. And number one. The- I don't think people knew what a drinky was. I think that's it. 
I know what a trickie is. They, they just thought y'all were cheersing to trivia, and they're yeah. like, boring. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Oh, here we I'm go. Number trivia one. trivia tonight while drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Your noises and head muscles are cracking me up. <laughs> you know what? They did the punching bag, and it was like, <laughs> like no, I don't know. <laughs> I still am not quite sure which thing you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> number one. The least popular show we've ever done in our in, in the entire string of these. I'm so glad I'm not in it. Episode two with Al Sullivan. I'm just, no! I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You're, uh, the Leprechaun didn't make it either. Y'all you weren't on there. You are in trouble. Number one, episode 36. You it. We talked about pre-evangelization. You know what pre-evangelization is? I feel like you're very good at it, but I don't know if you know what the term means. It's getting people to home plate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you could. We, with the salt shakers. <laughs> I explained this to you. That's why you know it. It's stuck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the salt in the salt shaker. <laughs> that happens all the time, and it makes me insane because then you like hit it, and then all the salt comes out on your yeah. food. Then you're like, um, this is my this is my lane, by the way. We should talk more about that's a whole that's a whole topic. Pre-evangelization. Go ahead. My bad shows is your lane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, pre-evangelization. That's just like the building trust, uh, that, that sort of thing. The, before you, because evangelization proper is like the, Hey, there's, you know, sit out of the world, blah, blah, blah. There's this guy, Jesus. You should, you know, love him or something. Yeah. That's, you know, before we get there, it's yeah. like, hey, you want a burger? <laughs> like, yes. That's pre Yes, let's right? meet some needs. Let's build some rapport. Let's not communicate arrogance. And no one cared about that because all Catholics ever want to do is catechize. And nobody wants to do this. So nobody connected with it. We also talked about su- summer camp and struggling in prayer. Which, uh, two summer camp episodes. So I'm never doing a summer camp that episode. That seems like ever a again. great episode to me. Huh. <laughs> I, I, and, and no one cared. No one cared at all. So I care, um, Taylor. I'm hoping, what I am hoping, yeah. is that by re releasing these with some remaster, you know, remaster, it's like, you know, it's like the Titanic remastered in 4K. That's what we're doing with these terrible shows for Fort Catholic. They did it with the Titanic, which is a billion dollar movie. I'm doing it with our worst shows ever. Yeah. Re putting them over on YouTube. I mean, they're always in your podcast app. So we're gonna we're gonna revisit this, if I remember, in like a year, and we're gonna see if people went back and listened to these, yeah. or if we or or, no, or if the people like, have spoken. They're like, no, those suck. Thank you for the warning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. to stay clear away. Exactly. Okay, but I want to do it my way. I want to do it my way at one point. It doesn't have to. There's just, too many episodes. Nobody's gonna be like, oh, I really hated episode 124. Nobody remembers. You you don't you don't know the ones that you really got a lot of negative feedback on. I think you do. Yeah. And I th- think uh, anytime I, I get, anytime I get negative feedback, uh, almost anytime I get negative feedback, it's because I ruffled some feathers and I like that because I make yeah. people think. Okay. Well, but I still, th- I think that what I'm saying is I think that deserves its own top 10 list, even if there's no way to, but even if you name it something different, controversial, you know, it doesn't have to be worst, but here's the thing. I don't remember what we talk about. <laughs> Somebody the other day, it's, I- it's because we start off with a plan <laughs> and end up talking about banshees and and making weird cupcakes, noise effects, <laughs> and sound effects, banshees, cupcakes, and sound effects. That's the name of this episode. We had such good intentions. Yeah, and if I named that and put it on the image, nobody would listen. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. Oh, yeah. what do these things have in common? Did you say that already? Yeah. No, I haven't yet. Okay. Uh, they have one thing in common. Okay. Who is the host? Taylor Schroll. Yep. And who is he with? Taylor Schroll. Yep. <laughs> That's the problem. All by yourself? <laughs> yes. I yeah. was terrible by myself. I'm so uh-huh. much better with other people. Yeah. Well. And I, I learned that about myself pretty quickly. Yeah, so, you did. Uh, little, little, quite little history lesson. It was just me for a long time talking by myself for an hour. Yeah. And it, nobody cared. Yeah. <laughs> well, look th- at you. 
That's a very humble thing to say, Taylor. I don't need you. You didn't. But even I'm have better to... when I have you. <laughs> Listen, it's fine. But but I think that that is a very humble thing to say into a microphone. You could have made that realization and kept it to yourself. Look at you. Uh, I could have, and the podcast would have stopped. I wouldn't have kept going. It's way more fun for me with other people too. Yeah, with people that I like, because that there were other people. I had a guest on every week, my middle segment. Yeah. And there's a reason everything has changed. Yeah. Well, I'm not by myself anymore. I'm with people that I like and trust. That I think the, it's trust. Conversations. I think it's trust yeah. because you like and appreciate a lot of people because you see goodness. But I think that there's... more. <laughs> I tried. But I think that there is something about creating something together that does require a level of trust and that you not call their husbands leprechauns. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> who's gonna know <laughs> who's gonna know <laughs> who's gonna know who's gonna know all right well uh whenever we come back we're gonna continue talking about um using our gifts realizing where we have flaws realizing yeah. where we are uh, we uh how everything is better when we're using our gifts correctly sound like yeah. a plan i love it all right don't go anywhere we'll be right back welcome back to Fort Catholic. <laughs> i am taylor Schroll. that is allison sullivan's hair for whatever reason, you just smacked the microphone with your hair when we started this segment. I just wasn't expecting Juan Diego. I know a Juan Diego, and I'm <laughs> no, he's delightful. Wait. Like a real person or yeah, like a saint? Real I person. mean, I guess he was a real person. No, too. a real person. It's oh. a real person. It's in Silas's school. It's lovely. Juan Diego. And when you said three, two, Juan Diego, it just <laughs> made me chuckle. <laughs> so you hit your microphone with your I hair. Do, I well I bump into this thing all the time because you insist that we get up close and personal and so it smacks me around a lot <laughs> no, it com- does. no comment <laughs> I was gonna say something and you said I'm that, that and you it made did it, it so much worse but <laughs> I'm constantly reminded to fully engage here and it there's just a lot of we're gonna move on <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna move on very quickly uh to talk about something very holy <laughs> all of a sudden okay uh one um, of the podcast that i edit yeah it's called way of the heart okay uh it's uh, the catholic men's like it's a catholic men's podcast that's the brother podcast to the Ab- abiding abiding uh, together uh-huh. with sister miriam james and heather kim michelle benzinger and michelle benzinger uh, so uh heather's husband is jake mm-hmm. and they run their ministry together so that that one's really popular and then they had this other one that's, that's the men's version and i love it yeah like it's one like a lot of times when I'm editing podcasts, wh- whether it's mine or anybody else's, like, yeah. I'm working, so I'm not really listening to the content. Sure. I'm uh-huh. listening for mistakes. I'm listening for repeats. I'm listening for coughs and uh, you know, yeah. sounds and all this kind of yeah. Trying to clean it up, right? So I'm, I tend to not really be like focusing on the content because I'm focusing on like yeah. the method of delivering the content, right? Okay. But their show is so good that it like breaks through. Yeah, right. Uh, and, and it's like I'm a Catholic man, and I don't listen. I don't like much Catholic men stuff. Right. Because most Catholic yeah. men stuff is like hoorah, yeah, yeah, take bro. cold showers and uh, have a six pack. And I'm like, I'm, no, yeah, leave me alone. Yeah. Right. Uh, but theirs is very good, and it's very like it. It connects with me, and I think it connects with a with a wide variety of men. It's a pretty popular show. Yeah. Uh, one of them I was editing, and there was a um, it was one of those things where it's like. It was their content and like I have some like direct quotes from them and then it got me thinking and I started like kind of like connecting it to my life and being like, okay, let's make yeah. our own segment. Yeah. So this segment is 100% inspired by uh, awesome. the episode of Way of the Heart yeah. with Father Everybody Boniface goes. Hicks. It just came out uh, a few weeks ago. You can find Way of the Heart wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, 
but I was talking with uh, there's there's a few different things. It's kind of it was one big topic, but it, it, there's a couple of different like primary points, right? So we're gonna jump around a little bit. But um, he said something where I was because I had a conversation with Father Anthony on the show like two three months ago about legacy, like what's yeah. the legacy yeah, that you're gonna leave behind? Yeah, and he's kind of worried about legacy. Like he he mm-hmm. he's like you shouldn't be worried about that or whatever. And I'm like, well, that's because you're don't have kids, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So uh, I, I was like, well, what's the legacy that that we want to leave behind. Like whenever I die, whenever you die, like what, how do people remember us? Mm-hmm. Um, how, how long will people remember us? Like, mm. uh, how are our kids? Like primarily the people who are going to remember us the most are our kids and like people that we interacted with quite a bit. Right. So mm-hmm. how are people going to remember us? How long are people going to remember us? You know, what, what are we going to be like, quote unquote known for or whatever. Yeah. Like, when you put your life down to like a one to two sentence blurb, what are people going to remember? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, it's something I think about a lot. And I think like the caution from father, Anthony is good. Cause I do think about it quite a bit. Um, Cause even in like regular interactions, it's like, if I say something mean to somebody and I know that like I hurt them or offended them, I'm like, is this how they're going to remember me? Yeah. You know, like this moment instead of the yeah. months and years yeah. of, of good times. Right. Yeah. So it, it, it does bother me, but he, um, there was a positive spin on it again. So I kind of went mm-hmm. from like, we talked about pendulum swings, right? Where like before my conversation with Father Anthony, I was like, I really like legacy. And I think he doesn't like it because it was a big theme in Game of Thrones and he doesn't like Game of Thrones. But like, you know, like legacy is a big deal and I get that there's pitfall stuff for it. But it's yeah. like, so I kind of like kind of tried to back off of it, like kind of mute it a little bit after my conversation with Father Anthony. Yeah. Then I heard this. Interesting, yeah. And it said that none of Joseph, like St. Joseph, like uh-huh. stepfather of, of Jesus, uh-huh. none of Joseph's carpentry is preserved, <laughs> which I had never thought about. Like, yeah. there's... People say they have everything. They're like, I have the eyelashes of Mary. I'm like, I yeah. don't think you do. You yeah. know, like, yeah. I, we all have the true cross. I'm like, if you put all those pieces together, it'd be 98,000 feet tall and about four uh-huh. feet wide because uh-huh. nobody uh-huh. knows how to do carpentry because Joseph is gone. Uh, but like, huge, right? Yeah. It's like, so some of that stuff I'm kind of skeptical yeah. about, right? Yeah. Now, like, uh, like I, we, we talked last week with, with Catherine about like the, the, the Holy Land. It's like, I'm pretty sure they know where Jesus was crucified and died and was buried in Roskin. I'm, Pretty sure they have like that tract of land. Yeah. But one of the ones that she mentioned, she was like, it was the upper room. And I'm like, I'd never heard that one before. I was like, do we really know where the upper room is? Like, maybe we do, maybe we don't. Uh-huh. And it's like, that stuff is cool, but it's like not like a requirement of faith to like sure. be like, oh yeah, that's where it happened or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or like the one where they're like, oh yeah, Mary's house got picked up by angels and transported to another country. Have you heard that one? No. It's like, I don't believe that one. Yeah. That's stupid <laughs> if you ask me, right? Uh-huh. If you believe it, cool. Great. You're just mad at me and I'm going to get some hate mail. But yeah. it's like, I don't, I think that's wacky uh-huh. and I don't think that's real. Right. Um, but we don't have any of Joseph's carpentry. He was a carpenter by trade. Yeah. And we have nothing. We, there's not like, here's the table. That no he made. one, no one thought to keep the breakfast table that <laughs> right. Jesus ate exactly. at. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so <laughs> none of Joseph's carpentry is preserved, but his son's legacy, his son's memory lives on. Like, mm-hmm. yes, it helps that his stepson's. God, right? But it's like we remember Joseph for being a positive stepfather, like yeah. uh, earthly father of yeah. Jesus, and we we remember him because we remember his son. If nobody knew who Jesus was, nobody would know who Joseph was. Nobody knew who Mary was. Nobody knew who Peter was. Nobody like right. we remember all of those people because they were interacting with yeah. you know what the most important yeah. person that's ever walked yeah. on the earth, right? So it's just this interesting thing of like we don't remember any of the work that he did. But we remember him through his kids. Adjacent, yeah. And I was like, I don't know if anybody's going to remember this podcast or YouTube or right, any talk I gave right, or whatever. But yeah. it's like, forty years after I die, they'll still know my kids. Yeah, you know, and that yeah. like, give me some hope. 
Yeah. I love that. There's, um, there's this, I was talking to somebody, it was a super early episode of Sinner Saint Sister, but she was talking about. Which no one says correctly, by the way. Sinner Saint Sister? Yeah. They just mix it up. Anytime somebody talks positive, I've heard multiple people talk positively about you recently. Oh, nice. And, and your podcast. Uh-huh. And uh, it's all, it's any uh, combination of the, the any combination of those three sinners. words just never. In, and I, I feel like I've heard too many possible combinations. Yeah. Without it being correct. I feel like there's a mathematical. There's right, only right, three right. options. Uh, yeah, I how like, many? Yeah, was like nine possible combinations. I don't yeah. know math or whatever. Yeah, I feel like I've heard like fourteen. You know, like Sinaint. <laughs> Sinaint. Yeah. Um, Sinaint a sister sinner. <laughs> That's a good middle name. Um, there was this. So it was a super early episode Sinaint. of Sinner Saint Sister, and. One of the um, ones that nobody listened to. Someone, yeah, it was early. But someone was talking about you never know. Oh, gosh, I'm going to mess it up because I'm on the spot. But it was talking about you don't know how many apples are going to come from an apple seed. It's like you have this whole like tree that's happening for years and years and years. And so her point was just investing in what's nearest to you, like what's closest and really nurturing those immediate relationships because you have no idea who those people are going to go and bless. Mm. Um, and so they're every, you know, what you were talking about, just being, you like, realize eating an apple is like the number one sin in the Bible. Touche. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Um, but when I, I've been thinking a little bit about legacy lately, recently, because I was just, um, I had a house guest for eight days and it was, it's Meg Hunter Kilmer. And the way that she lives her life in this, this radical obedience is, um, it's so eye catching. It's so counter cultural because there's a difference between being counter cultural and just like counter culture. Like, you know, so I, I feel like a lot of people who think they're living counterculturally are really just countering culture. I hate it's everything. Like, all yeah, this new music. You're just, <laughs> you're just mad at everybody. You just hate everything. Right. And, um, to be truly countercultural is to look at the, the cautions that Jesus gave, you know, like if you're wealthy, like you're just going to have to account for that. Like, you're just going to have to have an answer about this. And so anyways, I was I just that question, right? Thinking about, <laughs> I was just thinking about the, the legacy that she's leaving. Like, I mean, she's driving all the time. We, our family prayed over her last night to just, just angels around every corner of her car. But, um, like if she were to, tragically pass away it's like this crazy legacy and so there's something about being with her for the last eight days that has made me think about radical obedience you know and so I don't know the things that make people kind of keep talking once you're gone or um you know keep reliving moments or rehashing conversations or re-listening to episodes or whatever I don't know what those things are but I think it has a lot to do with counterculturalism, like just to stand out you know yeah I, uh, we'll talk about track more here in a little bit, but I, mm. I texted you yesterday that, uh, my whole track team was like 20 minutes late to practice yesterday yeah. and I was living because it's like, they get in trouble when one of them's late. Yeah. I'm like, how are you how all is everybody? Uh-huh. Because we have these different, it's a Catholic school. Whenever they have mass, it, it bumps their schedule t- to a little later because, mm-hmm. you know, they they have a little bit longer school day right. on mass days. Mm-hmm. It's about like 10, 15 minutes or whatever. But it's like when I'm planning on you being there at three o'clock, 
I get there at 255 and I'm standing by myself at our athletic yeah. conference at 322. And there's nobody there. Interesting. I'm yeah. like, the anger is building quickly. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, they they all get there. And I'm like, where the hell have y'all been? Uh-huh. And they're like, uh, 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 some hobo came to talk to us. <laughs> and Meg goes by hobo for Christ. Yeah. And she gave a talk. So it wasn't a mass day, but they did the mass schedule. Yeah. Because instead of mass, they listened to Meg give a talk or whatever. Yeah. And I just thought it was very funny. I'm like, oh, I know, like, I know her. It immediately like diffused my anger. Yeah, I'll allow it. <laughs> they, were, they, they, they didn't remember her name. They're like, some hobo came to talk to us. Like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> because I know that she's saying it. Alice, yeah. it's Alice. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, next thing from, uh, from the way of the heart. Mm-hmm. Um, this is uh, talk about revisiting things that I've thought about, and actually, I think we've talked about this next point on the show. But mm-hmm. there's an extra little nuance at the end. Yeah, and, and one of the things that, especially guys, husbands like to think about is that, like, oh yeah, J- Joseph was like the like the least holy person in the family. Yeah, he still became a saint, but it's like <laughs> it's God, a perfect human, and then you, which is yeah. Good. He looked yeah, at Jesus and Mary and said, it's incredible. He looked at Joseph and he was like, it's good. You know? Um, but. Uh, it's a humbling existence. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, that's why he never said anything. Uh, God spoke to Joseph. God spoke to Joseph to protect Jesus, not Mary. Which like as a husband and like protector, mm-hmm. father, mm-hmm. it was just very interesting because you're like, he spoke to Mary to say the like crazy thing. Of yeah. like, hey, you're 14. Yeah. You're going to have a baby mm-hmm. and it's going to be God. Mm-hmm. Angel came to her for that. But when it came to like, hey, people are coming to try to kill God. <laughs> we need to wait like 33 more years to allow that yeah. to happen. So he appeared to Joseph in a dream and told, told him to go. Yeah. And it was just yeah. it was this like hmm. uh, like his fatherhood mm-hmm. and what he brought to the table was still needed, even though he was imperfect and inadequate for the role that he was called to. Mm. He was 100 yeah. percent inadequate because who is adequate to be a, a parent right. of Jesus? One person. Right. The person who was saved from sin before she was born or yeah. at her conception. Right. Um, but he no matter what, he could have been the next perfect human being. He was still inadequate for that role. Yeah. And God still used him through his inadequacy yeah. and still talked to him. Absolutely. Even when they were like, quote unquote, holier people. Sure. Um, I had a, a dear friend. We were just kind of, we had a, a really meaningful lunch together. We we're just, what's happening? Box? Dear friend. Oh, a dear, <laughs> dear friend. Okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, what I just did is I put antlers kid, on my head. My so, kid's on a baseball team called the Bucks, and when they do something fantastic, like hit a triple, they stand on third base and do this. So there's a there's a person who, that's cool. Yeah. There's a person at our church who I who I won't name, but okay. for years uh-huh. we did ministry together. So I'm narrowing it down. Um, <laughs> and every time somebody would say, "Dear God," he'd put the wow. dear antlers on. D E E R God. Dear. Okay. Is that too many E's? D E E. Oh, look R. at that. No, it wasn't. <laughs> um, that's a peeve. That's that's peevish that you're <laughs> yes. look at you counting those. That, that okay. is that is an <laughs> argument we had that's off an, camera. <laughs> I, no, there was a whole episode inside joke for true listeners. Okay. Um, I don't know what I was saying. Oh, 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 a dear for a dear friend. Um, we had had a meaningful <laughs> lunch together. And we were just daydreaming, like, what are, what are the things that we want? And so we were just talking about hopes and dreams and goals. And because I can have some perfectionistic tendencies, it is my, my desire would be to really 
have something perfected before I step out with it. You know, like I really don't want to mess up with an audience. I don't mind messing up and, you know, I don't know, just kind of getting something right on my own, but, um, and it's vanity. And she pounded the table in front of me and was like, you are, you are not going to do this perfectly. You are going to mess up. And nobody even expects perfection, right. you know? And there's something about God using the ill-equipped on purpose because it's how he shows that it's about him, not us. Like, of course he wants to use the ill-equipped. Mm. You know, it, it centers everything right where it should be. Uh, that's funny. It's funny that you said a story that in your mind connects to my story. And in, in my mind, your story doesn't connect at all because... You are way more well-equipped to give a talk than almost any other Catholic oh. ever. <laughs> because we've all heard other people give talk. And you, giving what you think is an imperfect talk, is yeah. still better than 99.5% really nice. of other people's talks. That's really, really nice. <laughs> you walk um, off and you're like, oh, that wasn't my best. And I'm like, everyone there was gripped. I was uh, there. <laughs> thank you, Taylor Schroll. You're like, I, you're like I, 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 I misread one of my completely typed out lines. I'm like, nobody cared. <laughs> I stuttered. Yeah. I said something twice, which in the Greek really was just perfect perfection. My talk was just very good instead of incredible. (laughs) Oh, that's really nice. Um, But I mean, you know, Jesus collects a ragtag group on purpose. It's like these guys were more willing to break into an arm wrestling match. You know, it's like. I thought you were going to have them committing a crime. I was like, where are they picking into? Well, as opposed to like a scholarly argument, you know, I mean, it's that's the point. Uh, next point from our friends over at Way of the Heart uh, is a connected mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. So that uh, we often feel like we have to bring to the table what we are not. Um, so mm-hmm. uh, example being, I was talking with um, with our pastor because we just celebrated our 150th mm-hmm. anniversary as a parish. Yes. When like we're in the diocese that just celebrated their 75th. It's like, get on our level, bro. Like, yeah. our, <laughs> uh, but it was this big celebration. I think I mentioned it a few weeks ago on the show, um, but we had this big celebration and they were like, uh, two bishops there and yeah. like 12 to 14 priests and we served over a thousand people food yeah. and drinks and stuff huge you know it's like big mass like hour 40 minute mass and then big party after like a big deal right yeah. so our pastor who is a very like calming presence mm-hmm. was stressed out that morning yeah so it's like i see him as a calming presence i yeah. was freaking out that morning yeah. i think i told this story, this story like I, I was put in charge of one thing uh-huh. all going into that day. Uh-huh. And then I arrived and they were like, no, you're running all sound for everything. And oh. we've given you no prep time at all. Mm. Okay. So I was going around. I didn't know that happened. Frantically. Yeah. yeah. And the pastor on the outside, especially compared to me, because I only yeah. saw him through my eyes. Right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He looks so calm. Right. Yeah. I'm like, this isn't fair. You're calm. And I'm like sweating yeah. my butt off when it's 40 degrees outside, you know? Um, but we both, both of us, and we didn't know this until we were talking about it. Uh, I think it was the next night. Uh, mm-hmm. We were both talking about it, about our experience of being there. Mm-hmm. And, how, and while I'm running around like crazy, yeah, I, I'm standing in like the church foyer, which our foyer is like four feet long. And I'm standing there like in mid like frant. Frant? Frantic? Whatever. Franticness. Mid frant. I like that a lot. I do too. Uh, and there's nobody else in the, in the foyer. And the door opens and Bishop Condola walks in. Who's not mm. our diocese right, bishop, right. but he's a bishop who grew up at this parish. Pillar, yeah, pillar he, of the community. Yeah, he just, was he was yeah. a, a kid that went to church and the Catholic school yeah. and became priest and was priest yeah. in the diocese. And now he's the bishop up in somewhere in Oklahoma, Tulsa. Tulsa. Um, 
And so that was like a really, like, it, it was a moment of like, oh, hi. And I went and shook his hand. Yeah. It's nice to see you. You know, like, yeah. it, it was a calming moment for me. Mm-hmm. Well, the next night, I'm talking with Father, mm-hmm. uh, our pastor, and he's saying that, like, um, they were having a conversation right before Mass where he was kind of, like, nervous because, like, he's the host of this thing. Yeah. And there's two bishops there. There's yeah. 13 of his brother yeah. priests there. A lot of eyes. There's yeah. his, almost his whole parish. I mean, like, a, yeah. you know, 60% of the parish was yes. at this Mass, you know? Um so he he said Bishop Bishop David came and was like a calming presence for him. Yeah. Because if, if you know Bishop David, he he's just naturally very yeah. calming. Mm-hmm. Naturally, just yeah. like cool, calm, collected. It's gonna be yeah. being peace and presence. And um, so it's interesting talking to my pastor about it, who I think was calm, and then me, yeah. who was just like, mid France, which yeah. I like a lot. Right? <laughs> and but both of us were having a conversation after, kind of reflecting on it about how calming he was and how helpful that was for us mm-hmm. and how both of us were like i can't or he he was saying like i want to be more calming i was like i think you're already there but that's a whole yeah other thing. yeah like, it's a place that he wants to grow in but i was thinking about it it's like father brian's our pastor's temperament he could be pretty much like a father david clone yeah if he's not already like pretty pretty soon right i will never be that person mm. i will never be mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Uh, it's all very nice. Taylor's like, I'm here. Moving slowly, and it's going. It's like, no, I'm moving crazy. I'm moving fast. There's a lot going on. Like my brain's moving fast. Like yeah. So it's like I'm not like a naturally calming presence. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, as as father, so I was listening to our pastor talk about this, and I was like, how does this connect to me at all? Because yeah. again, like from the first segment, it's like I don't know if I can ever be humble enough to call creating light good. Yeah. <laughs> like, but then he started saying, it's like it's just. He said a line. He said, Father, uh, Bishop David is just being who he He's fully being who he is naturally. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't have to be Father David. That's right. I just have to be That's right. me. Yeah. And like, yes, there might be some things that I need to like, you know, some um, like dross that needs to fall off of me and my soul. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. some extra little piece. Of, like, I need to refine myself. But I was thinking about it because I was like, oh, I've been a calming presence. I started thinking about track quite a bit because mm, there was, there was a moment yeah. um, where we all kind of got screwed. Uh, me and the whole team, there was a, a track meet. They were like, Hey, we have yes. an hour until the four by one starts. So that means we have an hour to uh, do our normal routine, to warm up, to kind of chill out, to talk through it, to go do warm up, um, uh, um, like practice handoffs and stuff. It's like, we have time. They gave us an hour and then 10 minutes into that hour, they said, final call for the four by one. We're still mid warm up. We haven't done practice handoffs. We haven't done any of that stuff. And it was this frantic moment. And I just pulled them together. I was like, guys, you got this. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Mm-hmm. I was mid-frant again. Right? Yeah. But I'm like, I need to like. Yeah. You know, so I'm in charge. And they, I'm, and they went, they went yeah. and did it. Right. Yeah. And we won. And, we won. and yeah. they broke the school record. Yeah. That, that that moment. Right. I got goosebumps. It's just <laughs> like. And there's been a, a lot of other times during track where it's like. Um, whether it is a calming moment or like mm-hmm. a hype up moment. It's yeah. like whatever the. like. By being me, because they expect me, right? Exactly. They expect me. So I, if I'm yelling at them constantly and all of a sudden I'm trying to have a Bishop David moment with them, yeah. like what the hell's going on? Like there's right. not consistency. It's not calm. But it's like I've looked them in the eyes and I've watched the frantic leave their eyes yeah. and calm as I'm talking to them. Because it's yeah. like I'm a good coach, right? Yeah. Like it's not all the time, but in those moments, right? Yeah. Um, yesterday at practice, maybe not so much when I was yelling at them about being late because of a hobo. Uh, but th- th- I've had these positive moments of being a calming presence, even yeah. though I am nothing. Like Bishop David, yeah, and it was it was this cool moment of yeah. like be who you yes. are, and you can be helpful yes. to other people. Yes, exactly. So there, I think there's there's kind of two things at work here. One of them is um, leadership. So 
uh, quality of a good leader is recognizing what's needed. Mm. So in this moment, as a leader of these people, they need to be amped up. They need to be calmed down. They need to be pacified. They need to be encouraged. And so that's your job. And I think that if you walk around as a bishop and walking into a parish, you see yourself as leader in that space. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we, we feel things off of each other and he probably walks in and is like, this is a little tense. It's my job to, you know, kind of bring it down. And sheep are frantic. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And so if like one of my greatest compliments to my best friend, Kristen, is that she can walk in a room and immediately offer what's needed. And so she can, in this very Christ-like way, be all things to all people. Um, It's just, it's a, that's a Pauline way. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. right. Look at me giving credit to Jesus. I'm sorry, Paul. Paul. Um, Anyway, so I just, I think that um, there, so we get into offering what's needed because of leadership, but then having a bend, you know, having a natural bend of um, where it's most fun, you know? So would you rather amp up a crowd or would you rather pacify a crowd? I think you'd probably rather amp it up. I would, I would rather that, but I have tried to amp it up and both things have been the the outcome. (laughs) Yeah. So, but then, so there, so there's leadership of just offering what's needed and then there's, but this is where I shine, Mm -hmm. you know? And so thinking about, you know, we were talking earlier about pre-evangelization. It's like, I have been trying to fit in certain spaces for a really long time. And I have just always felt a ceiling on what I'm going to be invited to. I think to. it's called the glass ceiling. That's uh-huh. <laughs> of what I'm going to be asked to do of where I'm going to be asked to speak. It's just because of who I am and how I lead the things I say, I don't even know. I mean, I'm kind of guessing, but there's just always going to be a cap on that. And yet I've yearned for it. And it is only just recently, just in this new level of unlearning and relearning, um, most recently, that it's like this is like Book of Jonah style, like where God has been calling me to a certain people all along. And I have said, no, but I want to do this. No, but I want to do this. I want to have a lot of followers on TikTok. That, no, I don't want that. <laughs> um, but um, actually, I'm grateful for you if you're here. And thank you very much. Um, you're welcome. But so if. I I was one of your first followers, by the way. On TikTok? Yeah. No, oh, you've been there the whole time. You're welcome. All the silly stuff. And uh, you always brag about J-Lo following you, but you never once brag about Never me brag you. about Taylor Schwab. <laughs> Thank you, Taylor, for your loyalty. You're welcome. Um, but I've yearned for other spaces that God has never really been calling me to. And so, like, yes, I'm going to swallow Instagram. you up <laughs> in this metaphorical whale of, like, darkness and send a storm and whatever. And then I'm going to spit you out where I've been calling you all along. Like, you've been telling me no. And I'm going to do this thing. And I'm going to bury you for a couple of years. And then I'm going to spit you out where I wanted you all along. And right now, I have never felt more just running in my lane. Like, you know how every now and then you can run? We'll have to both remember to, like, remember like this feeling of, like, there's just a lot of air in my lungs. It's, like, swift, long strides where you're just moving well. Yeah, I remember that. It's a pretty painful memory. It's, Thank it, you. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I have to reach, like, really far back to remember that feeling. But it's just, like, I'm running well right now. And so right now, it is – it. 
um, I'm a, I'm a pre evangelization person. I am somebody that is, um, I'm somebody that works best in making something that someone is skeptical about look okay. Okay. That seems okay. It's good. <laughs> it's, it's good. good. It's good. <laughs> um, it's, it's interesting that you bring that up because the, the, the thing I wanted to close with was like, we, we just did, we just finished our, our, uh, our last group of foundations last week, uh, or our last session of this mm-hmm. third group of foundations last week. And we took the spiritual gifts test, which you haven't taken, but I'm going to send you home with homework. You, we're okay. going to talk about it in okay. uh, the next episode okay. that you do. It'll take like 45 minutes. You, this is the most homework you've ever going to have to do for this show. Um, but it's um, doing the spiritual gifts. Is the spiritual gifts assessment run by Sherry Waddell, who wrote uh, Forming Intentional Disciples. Mm-hmm. That, that, mm-hmm. And it's been around for a while. And one of the cool things is we take the test on our own, and then we come back, we talk about it. And we're able to kind of like talk through our gifts, kind of build each other up, like, hey, I see you using that one. Maybe not using this one as much. How, where, where could you yeah, see right. yourself using that one? Yeah. In your home, in your, yeah. in your work, right. in, at the church, right? that sort of thing. Um, but I remember taking this, and one of the, two of the, two of the, like, I score very high on music and pastoring and teaching and knowledge. And, like, yeah. th- those are kind of, like, uh-huh. the gifts that I use. Like, I, yeah. I, I identified those 15 years ago, and that's what I've been doing. Yeah. Right? Um, but the ones I score very badly at are celibacy. Hallelujah. I'm married. Um, I score very bad on faith, like the mm-hmm. gift of faith, because mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of my um, my connection to faith is through other people and through like my head. Mm-hmm. So it's like when it like, like the, the supernatural gets to faith, like, everything's going to be OK. I'm like, yeah. no, I, I yell and complain on the show. That's who I am. Right? Yeah. Um, the other one that I don't score very well on is intercessory prayer. Mm-hmm. I don't score very high on that one and I'm not very good at it. And so I look at people particular, particularly for whatever reason with the, the gift of intercessory prayer. And I'm like, I don't pray for people well. And I've talked about that multiple mm-hmm. times on the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, And my have. favorite, so my favorite feedback from that is people always say like, hey, can you pray for this? And I end up praying for people more the weeks that I say I'm not good at it than yeah. the weeks that yeah, I yeah, don't yeah, say yeah. anything yeah. about it, right? Um, <laughs> but like, I don't, I don't come by it naturally. And there's other people mm-hmm. who are like, I've been praying for you for years. And I was like, I prayed for you for like 13 seconds that one time Zero you asked times. me to, yeah. you know, like, um, and then I forgot forever until you just brought it up, you know? Um, but like, I feel... I often feel like unholy, unworthy, kind of like Joseph, right? Like I'm, I'm not uh, suited to to lead ministry like other people. I'm not suited to uh, be a holy person or whatever because it's like I'm not good at this one thing. When it's yeah. like, okay, it, yes, is it something I can grow in? Yes, but it's like a lot of times people with that gift don't have the gifts that I do. Right. It's like I, I was thinking about like the, the the places that I have been where like only I could do, like running sound for that mass being thrown into it like i was there's yeah. not many people in the world. there's a few there's not many people in our world that could have done that right there's not a, a ton of people in the world. there's a lot of podcasters there's not a ton of people in the world that can edit like i do and like there th- but i found these things that i'm particularly mm-hmm. good at and i'm able to use them for yes myself and to have a career and to, yeah. and to make money and to provide for my family but also it's like it's how i'm serving the church when like I don't have those other gifts that I often feel bad about, right. but a lot of times yes. those people don't have my gifts. So it's like yes. it, it, it kind of puts it in perspective of like, yeah, the whole body of Christ thing. But it's like, I think I found my lane pretty well, but I still kind of feel bad that I'm not some other version of Catholic. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that we can so easily like flip through some catalog of gifts and yearn for things that aren't ours. So it's like you know, Bishop Condal. I want giving because that would mean that I had money. <laughs> 
Fair enough. <laughs> I have always wanted to be this like sweet, gentle spirit. And I, Aww. I mean, compared to, I know what I mean compared to you, I think I come off as like sweet and gentle, but I, yeah. That's why everybody likes all of my co-hosts. Yeah. Because next to me, y'all all it's look just incredible. Where I know. <laughs> we all just shine. But yeah, Taylor, it just fifth doesn't favorite do... co-host. It's like, I'm the host. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Fifth yeah. favorite co-host. That's hilarious. But you know, I, I, it doesn't do anybody any good to like deny the ways that God has made us and like we keep trying to tell God things about ourselves like no I'm this or I'm that and it's like who are you gonna believe you or God you know so it just doesn't do anybody good least of all God so embracing the ways that we're bent I don't know I just feel like there's something about I just did an event with somebody who is lovely and I came home with my 45 year old self and I said we are different to I said this to my husband and I said we are different and did I like me down for oh my gosh <laughs> Oh my gosh, y'all. <laughs> he is really fast and strong. You better. I'm just going to give you a head start I'm, and say, I'm Taylor, so he's safe. on his he, way. He does not listen okay. to this show. <laughs> he never has. So how do you know I'm not going to tell him because you're a good that person. you're insanely rude? Okay. <laughs> like that's news. <laughs> so I say to my husband, we are different and I like me. You know, like, and it was just the best feeling of like I'm, I'm sure he likes you too done trying to be like this person like I'm not like her and here's the thing we did an event together and like if you like cake and I like icing we like split the room no, you, you know like, like we got everybody <laughs> yes cupcakes but even better like you eat the icing off the top and I'll get the and we just everyone yeah. served you're eating after people who licked the <laughs> icing that's Jeez. nasty focus I was focused. I was paying attention too well. <laughs> Meta metaphorical. Metaphorical cupcake completely but the appreciated <laughs> by all of the people in the room. By serving with people different than you. It's all good. It's all good. 45 helps. You'll get there. Maybe. <laughs> if Seth doesn't catch you and kill you yeah, first. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if he starts chasing me, you know what I'm going to say, right? What? He's after me lucky charms. <laughs> oh my gosh. What in the world? He has a pot of gold. He's a doctor. Oh, that was me. <laughs> Oh, no. I thought it was a pedophile. No. You're good. <laughs> That's our show. I'm Taylor Stroll. That's Allison Sullivan. Uh, uh, she'll be back in a month. I'll be back next week if I'm still alive. Yeah. See ya! Thank you guys for watching and listening today. I hope that you enjoyed the episode. We're never going to think about cupcakes or leprechauns the same ever again. We hope that uh, you're enjoying this Easter season, living in the joy of the resurrection. Thanks for being here today. Y'all are the best. Love you. See you soon. Bye.